everyone, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode number 162, or if you're keeping track at home, it is season four, episode 12. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, we are back after a very difficult week, too. So many injuries, so, so much, much to talk about. Um, DFS was a nightmare. We're going to go over the places where the metric failed last week and where we can improve on it. But first, <laughs> let us start where we always begin. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight I am drinking. I already poured it in the glass, uh, so we're not. I, you won't hear the can open, but I'll there say. There will be bush. no can sound effects today. <laughs> that's all. Um, so I went to uh, Turnpike Spirits, one of my favorite liquor stores, and I was going to go there. I was going to pick up some Athletic Brewing and quick sidebar about Athletic Brewing. They're actually shipping to more states around the U.S. So I've seen pictures of people like in Wisconsin and Missouri have it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I was going to go pick some up, you know, just to be healthier, you know. Mm-hmm. But a little person in my brain said, hey, why don't you go check the cooler? Just because, you know, you're here. So Always I walk... listen to the little person in your brain. <laughs> it's right. Always. <laughs> so I walk in. I'm just looking around. And I see in the back they have beers sorted by type. Or flavor, or both. Okay. So I look, and there are two shelves, or or one, I guess one whole shelf, uh, of pumpkin beer. Hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check this out because, you know, I'll always try a new pumpkin beer. So I'm looking around, and I found out that Captain Lawrence, which I n- never knew they did this, uh, Captain Lawrence makes a pumpkin ale called Autumn Blaze. Nice. Yes. Very um, nice. So how is it? So I already, like I said, I already poured it in glass. It's very light. It's a very like amber color. You can see through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nose on it is very is very subtle. And I'll take a little okay. sip here. All right. See how we go here. It's yeah. It's definitely very light. The spices on it come on the back end of it. So mm. you get some cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg. It's not really like. Uh, I would say it's not like a pumpkin pie flavor. It's right. much more subtle than that. So it's not like the uh, pumpkin stuff. It's not even like it's not even like shipyard. How shipyard has that like sweeter flavor? Wow, that is that is subtle then. So this yeah, is I feel very... like shipyard is like the baseline. Yeah. So this is even subtler, subtler than that. But it's very good. Very easy to drink. Excellent, excellent. I am drinking diet soda. Because I am still under a doctor's supervision, and if I have a beer tonight, then that means I can't eat anything but lettuce for the next three days. So, in an effort to not have lettuce, I am drinking diet soda. <laughs> but so, so much to talk about tonight, so let's just jump right in. Craig, let's start with Burning Hot Take. What have you got for me tonight? So, my question to you is, NFL doctors. Oh, yeah, I know where we're going with this. So, as you probably heard over this past Sunday... The Chargers had to suddenly switch to their rookie quarterback, Mr. Herbert. Hubert? Herbert. Herbert, I believe. Uh, Had to switch to him because Tyrod Taylor, they said, hurt his chest in pregame, so he could not play. And there's a video of him. He's sitting on the bench. He's clearly not comfortable at all. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, for a rookie, starting unexpectedly, he did pretty well, actually. Yeah, they they almost won that game. They he did not cost them that game. The Chiefs, the the Chargers defense almost caught is what cost them that game. Yeah, I mean, I mean your, they, your kicker kicked uh, three fifty six yard field goals in a row. Yeah. And, and the bottom line is the Chargers ran an unsustainable defensive um, formation and, and and approach. Yeah, you can rush past you can rush Patrick Mahomes and make him uncomfortable. You can't do it every play for four quarters. You know, it's just not sustainable. Yeah. And that's really what cost them that game was that they, they burnt out near the end because the chief offense hasn't looked good this year. No, they at, looked, either um, game. you know, that, that I watched most of that game. They just, the, the chiefs just look flat, just like, flat, you that's know, that's the right word. That's absolutely the right word. But, uh, so anyway, he said that he had a chest injury and then come to find out today their team doctor, who was trying to inject him for like an anti-inflammatory slash painkiller for his cracked rib, actually right. punctured his lung. <laughs> like yeah. that took me totally off guard. That that I mean, I realize medical things happen, and you know, yep. people are people. 
but I was not expecting to see that like at an NFL level. You would expect the team doctor to be more skilled than that. I mean, but you're talking about matter of millimeters sometimes in those things. So, you know, I understand why it could happen. It still shouldn't happen, but I can understand how it might. Um, I mean, the big thing is Herbert's going to be okay. He's already been named the starter for week three. So, you know, I just, I I hope to see Tyrod back there soon. Does the doctor have a job after this? I would be shocked if the chargers didn't have a conversation with him about, you know, about, uh, it also depends on the loyalty that they have to this guy. Has he been there forever? Is he somehow related to the franchise kind of thing? Mm. If the answer to those questions are not really, then it's possible. I wouldn't be shocked if they changed providers. But, you know, you got to wait and see how those things go. I mean, it's not like he's – as long as it's not James Woods from what was that, any given Sunday where he was handing out the opioids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, as, long as, as long as James oh, Woods man. is not your team doctor, I, I think you can that, you can work through this. That was an entertaining movie. That was that movie was wild. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it didn't age well, but man, was it wild in, the, in its day. So, um, okay. So my question for you is not on my screen. Where no. did it go? Oh, okay. So uh, the Giants uh, had, um, so the injury bug was massive this week. We lost so many people. Mm-hmm. We lost Saquon. We lost Christian McCaffrey. Saquon is done for the year. We lost McCaffrey for about four to six weeks. Devonte Adams had to leave, although now they're saying he's going to play in week three. Uh, somebody had a concussion. Who had a concussion? Uh, Sammy Watkins had a concussion. I think Sammy Watkins is a major loss on yep. anything. Nick Bosa's done for the year. Yep. But it, the Saquon injury seems to be the one that's looming largest right now. The Giants have formally signed Devontae Freeman, and he did practice today. He is out of the COVID protocols, and he did practice today. He There is a chance he will play Sunday. Mm-hmm. Craig, Freeman to the Giants fantasy must add or fantasy don't add uh it depends on your situation so if you're in a situation like me and five of your draft picks are now questionable with one of them being out is probably somebody excuse me he's probably somebody you're going to want to pick up if i think it really also depends on your league setup too if you have ir spots that you can utilize you don't have to drop a guy then yeah yeah that's true that is true too Uh, i'm not i'm not touching him I have Deion Lewis in a couple of places. I had I had two shares of Saquon Bartley across six leagues. Penn State running backs. Lewis. What's that? <laughs> Penn State running backs. Right, here we go with the Penn State running. That was just that was just that was a freak injury. That could have happened to anybody running anywhere. I mean, you can even you can't see when it happened, but you can see when he steps differently. It was like two. It was like a, the first step that I knew something was wrong was a step before contact. The step before the defender contacted him. You, if you go back and watch it. He plants his leg and the knee wobbles, like wobbles yep. like it wasn't steady. And I was like, oh, something happened on the previous step. Now, having, you know, I have never had to have surgery on any of the ligaments of my knee, but I have sprained. I sprained my left knee to the point where I couldn't walk about God, 2015. So about five years ago, um, actually, it's right around this time, five years ago, because it was at the end of the, uh, the minor league baseball season that it happened. So I know that those things are uncomfortable, but I, I don't see Devontae Freeman being a contributor to this team and first and, and and not to mention i talked about how i expected the giants to improve and we were going to see massive improvements out of daniel jones we haven't seen it daniel jones has like maybe two more weeks in the um the get well department before i'm like nope i was wrong about daniel jones i was wrong about the giants it doesn't you know i i thought that we were going to see a step forward for them this year in a weekend division philly is exactly who we thought they were Washington's exactly who we thought they were. Dallas doesn't know who they are yet. Um, but I mean, Dallas had that big comeback this week. That's really, that's a, that's uplifting. People save their jobs, no question. But I, I'm, I'm disappointed so far with the Giants and, and Daniel Jones is making me look bad. So, <laughs> so all right, what else you got for me tonight? Um, let go. See now my, see, so quick uh, inside baseball folks. We had some technical difficulties before, so we both had to restart. Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> My computer, my computer is a nightmare right now, and this is this is not a good time to be Brit. I can't have a beer. My computer is malfunctioning left and right. Not good. Not and good. my team doesn't look good. So, no. well, then you know what? Why don't we just yeah. instead of a third question tonight, yeah. why don't we just you know pay brief tribute to Gail Sayers? We lost Gail Sayers today, seventy-three years true. old. 
Um, very short career, but very good career. He's probably better known uh, as the friend of Brian Piccolo and and the movie was it Love Story was the the, the story of uh, of, of Brian Piccolo and I think it was. What people don't, what a lot of people may not know is that the two of them were they were teammates, they were running backs, all that fun stuff. They were they would be considered in competition for playing time and all that things. When Sayers hurt his, I think it was his knee, really badly the first time. It was Brian Piccolo who was like, no, man, you, you don't retire. You can come back. And he had 1,400 yards the next season. <laughs> and and he's given this uplifting message to a guy while he's dealing with cancer himself. So, you know, and Say- Sayers talked a lot about, about him. And, and everything I've heard was that he was a class act and, and one of the greats um, just, just could have played longer and just wasn't able to. So, you know, best best of wishes to his family and everything. It's, it's sad. It's sad when – a lot of the guys that came right before you and I, or or, or while we were getting into football, they're getting pretty old. Yeah, they're it's getting kinda, pretty old out it's there. Kind of scary, you know. Yeah, it makes me feel. We're in the midst of a uh, like a gener. Hey, it's my phone. Uh, we're in the midst of a generational it's your change. Twenty bucks says it's your sister. <laughs> it might be. She always calls when we're <laughs> recording. Only when we're recording does she ever call. Um, we're like in the midst of a generational change at quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary because, you know, I remember, you know, Matt Ryan being a rookie and now he's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when Tom Brady became a starter. I remember that, too. Thousands of years ago. And we all thought that was the end of the Patriots best chance at a championship. And man, we were wrong yeah, about that. That was but... the uh, I think it was the Jets fault. They hurt Blitzo. Always the freaking Jets. <laughs> Always a feature. I'm Since playing. I, I took on. <laughs> I, I've been. I've been playing a lot of Retro Bowl on my phone. Yeah. And I've won. I've won multiple titles with every team I've taken on, except the New York Jets. He, I cannot get past the first round of the playoffs with this team. I have a five-star offense, a five-star defense. My quarterback throws three picks a year. He threw four in the playoff game against oh, no. Miami in Retro Bowl, and I lost that game like 35-30. I was like, you've got to be freaking you know what's, kidding me. What's crazy, but I actually took over the Jets, and I had to actually cut people because it just yeah. was not – it wasn't working. It yeah. wasn't working. When I, I took I've them done, over, absolutely. I I kept some players, and I sh- probably shouldn't have. I should have yeah, just well, started over. I usually clean house, and anybody who's under three stars is gone <laughs> when I when I come in. I, I clean house. It usually takes me a year or two to rebuild. But, yeah, I mean, my, my quarterback was – three or four star i think it was four four and a half stars and he threw four picks and i i traded him during the off season i yep. traded him and they were like oh we'll give you a second round pick i sure. said i'll take a bag of chips <laughs> i'll take a bag of chips I'll, i'm gonna start brand new I, this this guy was bad it's just terrible seriously so, folks anyways, if you so, like uh, video game football check out retro bowl it's worth the dollar yeah seriously <laughs> it's worth it's worth the dollar or two that it costs so um all right so upward and onward Let's talk about uh, you know what? Let's do America's favorite game. Okay. Let's let's get into that. Let's just move that right along. So, um, I'm looking at the over under odds for week three. According to everything I know, I am looking at the proper matchups this week. <laughs> so last week that was a problem. There are no games under 40, so we are not going to play that. The, the worst over under total of the week is 49ers at Giants, and that's 41 and a half. Wow. So there are no obvious avoids this year, and the only re- this week, and the only reason that game's forty one and a half is because Garoppolo is probably not going to play. Can you Saquon like, is gone? If you're the 49ers, do you want to play in New York again? Like, no, well, they, they've expressed concern about the turf, and the league is looking at the turf. I liked Joe Judge's response to that, by the way. When somebody asked um, the Giants coach Joe Judge about it the other day, he was like, "Well, I don't know. We did an entire preseason on it. Nobody got hurt." We played a game on it. Nobody got hurt. He basically was saying, 49ers, you know, blame thyself. <laughs> you know? I, so, guess has, I guess he has a point. Listen, you know what? Maybe maybe the problem is that prep, preparing on grass and turf are that different. And if you're not prepared for the shift, it can be a pain in the ass. Now, granted, these guys are professionals. It's not anybody's first time on turf. True. But still, you know, I, I don't like blaming field conditions because you're I mean that's like the, the Mets have 75 injuries every year I've been saying for the last 10 years or so well probably about the last five years since the last time they were in the World Series I've been saying the entire time we need to change trainers 
you know, the career of uh, what's his name? Captain Eyebrows, my wife calls him. <laughs> oh, the guy who's always hurt for us, but hits home runs when he's not hurt. The outfielder. Ah, oh, who's that guy? <laughs> Baseball edition. Whoever that guy. Cinch he, would he, know. He's, yeah, he's constantly, constantly hurt. I'm like, we need to fire the trainer. That's not anything. That's that's the trainer's responsibility to keep those guys healthy. So I'm not. So yeah. So Niners at Giants is a mash unit, and it's 41 and a half over under. So I have five, four games, four games on the docket that are at least 51 points or more. As a matter of fact, the lowest of these four is 52 and a half. Okay. Give me the four games with three strikes. Give me the four games that Vegas is saying are going to be high scoring and therefore we should pay attention to for fan fantasy. Uh, being Vegas, I'm just going to start with the Chiefs and Ravens. Chiefs Ravens is 54, which is not the highest over under. The Ravens are three and a half point underdogs. No favorites, three and a half point favorites. I, listen to me carefully. Put the D to your house back in the desk. Take all your available money and bet it on the Ravens. The Ravens are at home against a Chiefs team that does not look like it understands how to play defense anymore. I, I read one statistic where they actually have, have been given up a 100% catch rate two tight ends in the two games this year if the tight end that's didn't catch lot. the ball it wasn't catchable <laughs> that's it if every single time a ball is catchable and the fans near a tight end they're catching it your defense is screwing up the chiefs aren't alone in that i mean i don't know if everybody's out this is 100 but we all saw that uh philadelphia can't stop a tight end we nope. know that my, uh, jacksonville has been giving up massive points to tight end so we're going to talk about that when we get to the metric but you know the ravens giving three and a half at home, I'll take the Ravens. I'll yeah. take the Ravens. I think that she. I think this is the first loss of the year for the Chiefs. And, the Chiefs have not looked good. And the Ravens' defense is better than the Chargers. So yes, oh. I mean, if you want to sit there and say the Chiefs and both the Kansas City and Baltimore both have somewhat even offenses, that their their weaknesses balance out. Okay, great. Defenses are miles apart. Miles apart. The Ravens and the Chiefs' defenses. So I'm going to take the Ravens all day long. So, but yeah, that game should have a lot of offense in it. I think pretty much every starter, every top, every top line guy on both sides of the ball. So Mahomes, Hill, Hilaire, Kelsey, Jackson. I don't know which running back is the number one running back in, in Baltimore. Pick one. Um, uh, uh, Marquise Brown is definitely usable this week. And Mark, Mark Andrews might be a must start in most formats. So, you know, I mean, that's they're, – they're catching everything that's thrown their way. So, all right, so that's one. You got the first one right. I got three more on the board. Three more. Let's see. Let's go Saints-Packers. Saints-Packers is the other one, 52-and-a-half. That's the lowest of the four. So we're going to get Devontae Adams back. Green Bay has been on an offensive roll. New Orleans defense doesn't look like it knows what it's doing. I'm worried about the Saints offense. Drew Brees looks really old suddenly. Like think he's so? never, he's never been a guy who ripped the ball down the field. He was no, never, only, like, only when he had to. Yeah, only when he had to. But I don't know his passing. He just, he looks like. I mean, I I saw a couple of the the, the times he tried to hit Jared Cook the other day, and he just looked a little off. I mean, st I'm still going to use guys in that game. I think Jared Cook is going to be a sneaky start too. I'm looking at a lot of tight ends this week, um, and you know Kamara is always a must start. But you know, I, I think there's a lot of guys you can use in that game. So, all right, two more. Let's see. Hmm. Two for two so far. Can Let's you sweep the go. board? I don't even want to do this one, but because of the offense, maybe uh, Rams-Bills. Rams-Bills. Where are you on my list? No, 48. Ooh. 48. All right. Let's go. That's strike one. That is strike one. Let's go. Do, do, do. Raiders-Patriots. It's going to be strike two. Raiders and Patriots is a 47 and a half. Ooh, that's on the lower side. I think it's because it's at New England. The Raiders, yeah, okay. the Raiders Raiders, offense looked good the other night. Like, scary good. Like, the Raiders could make some noise if they can if they can keep, if they Derek Carr turns out to be who Derek Carr was supposed to be. So that's strike two. There's Ooh. two on the board. You got one strike left. Uh, In your see. defense, a lot of these are close. I don't know about these. These are rough. These a are lot of them rough. are close. <clears throat> uh, Bears Falcons. That's gonna be strike three. Although I like that pick too. That's a forty-eight, unfortunately. So the ones you missed: Lions at Cardinals is a fifty-five. Really? 
Well, because Stafford throws the ball everywhere. So Matt Stafford is usable, but he's going to hit seven different guys. So I don't know if you can use any of them. And the Cardinals offense has been rolling. Kyler Murray has been good. Kenyon Drake has been good. Christian Kirk hasn't been so good. I thought he was going to be better. But, I mean, it's just the, the Cardinals are just feel like they're rolling right now, and they're putting up points. So then the other one you miss is the high one of the week is Cowboys at Seahawks. Two high-powered offenses wow. with, you know, average defenses across from them. You know, I, I mean, we saw what happened. The Cowboys can put up points. We saw what happened last week with Atlanta. And Seattle, I think Seattle might be the best team in the NFC. I think Seattle uh, they, might if, be the best team. In the I NFC. think they are. And overall. with me just saying that, Chris Carson will injure himself. Oh, definitely on Sunday. More than because likely. I just said that. <laughs> I will. I will be so angry. I I just drafted him in that late league we did last <clears> night. I was like, oh, Chris Carson's out there. I don't have any shares of Chris Carson. So I'll grab him. So so I like I like I mean I've been singing the praises of Russell Wilson all off season. I liked him. I've been using him in DFS, and people are saying he's already on the fast track to the MVP. I don't care about that. I I. I I think the NFC West, for fantasy purposes, is probably the most stacked division in football. The Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Rams, somebody else is out there. The 49ers just, when they're not the broken. 49ers. The 49ers when they weren't broken. Now the 49ers are broken. Okay, we can kind of shrug them off for a little bit. But the other three teams, I mean, whew. I saw one article on NFL.com today where somebody is speculating all four of those teams could make the playoffs because don't forget we have three wild cards now. That's right. We have That's the extra great. wild card because everybody at that. But I, I think that division is going to beat up on each other. It's going to be a black and blue kind of division, like the old AFC, like the old NFC Central, the Norris division, <laughs> as, as they used to like to call it on ESPN. And now, so. and now the the Vikings are lost and sad. The Vikings are lost <laughs> and sad. But those teams were really good. I mean, there were years the Vikings were ten and six and didn't make the playoffs because the Packers and Bears were good. Yeah. You know, and vice versa. So I mean, something to be said. So, all right, let's let's talk about the metric. Let's let's start with our failings last week. So I, I kind of the metric liked a whole bunch of different quarterbacks last week. I, I pushed Matt Ryan um, and he was OK. He was good. He didn't he didn't kill you, but he did. It wasn't it, it was a solid performance. I think what was his number? Hold on. Let me pull up his number. I'm gonna do this on the fly because I did use him across almost every single pool I did in DraftKings last week. Oh, crap. Now my in. Yes, I know you're not connected to the Wi-Fi because it's a bandwidth option. Okay, so that's not going to work. Never mind. Uh, but he was definitely over 3x. I think he was actually over 4 or 5x at that point. But the other guys we recommended, not so much. We did recommend Kamara and Taylor. They both came through pretty well. They were both um, over the number. The wide receivers is where the metric failed us because the three names we gave you last week were Julio Jones, who underperformed, Devontae Adams, Broke himself. who went out injured, and Paris Campbell. I think he also Broke left himself. with an injury. Uh, on tight end, Chris Herndon completely underperformed. The second name we gave you, Noah Fant, he had a decent game. And then the defense we gave you was the Chargers, and they weren't bad until the very end. So the problem was, on quarterback and running back, the metric performed well, but wide receiver seems to be a key. At one point, I texted Craig a picture of my lineup. I was like five or six positions out of the money, and I just sent him a picture of Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and Chris Herndon. <laughs> stinking up the middle of my lineup yep. and i said this is why i'm not going to win any money this week those guys underperformed a little bit are are we done with julio jones at this point are we just are we just going to st- i think are we i'm going to ignore I'm, his presence in the metric yeah i think i think he needs to be there just to just for the number numbers reasons but i but might be, be off skip? i might be off the julio train for a little bit just to is he is he the new Jack Doyle? Is he the Jack Doyle of the wide receivers? <laughs> when his name comes across our screen, we sit there and go, no. The Blake Bortles? Hey, Blake Bortles, you know, Blake he, Bortles. he actually went to Denver to He's talk Denver to the coaches. Right you know? starts, starts at two weeks. <laughs> starts at two weeks. You watch. Right, right now I'm going to say hi to Deb because she hates when I do the Blake Bortles voice. Hi, Deb. <laughs> For those who don't know, that's that's a very bad Tony Sincata impression. Um, that when is. Blake Bortles was up and coming, Tony Sincata used to have his own hour. He used to call the Fantasy Funhouse. <laughs> on, um, I th- I'm pretty sure he was drunk or high through most of it. Um, on on Sirius XM, it was an hour between two shows. And they were like, "Somebody needs to fill this." He was like, "I could do it." But he would he, Blake Bortles. He loved Blake Bortles. People would call him all day long and ask about Blake Bortles. You know, 
Um, I don't know who to start. I've got Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. You're going to drop them both to pick up Blake Bortles. <laughs> hey, Blake, Blake Bortles, Bortles is... won a playoff game. Blake Bortles is so good, he needs two <laughs> roster spots. So you're going to drop both Rodgers and Brady. You're going to pick up Blake Bortles. You're welcome. And he'd go to the next call. It would be like... So that, that that's a that's a tribute to him. Um, so I apologize. That's that's just really bad. I'm try I'm still trying to get the actual numbers from last week up. But let's let's start moving on to, to this week. Why is this week not open? There it is. Okay, this week is open. Here we go. So this week there is not so one of the things we did with the metric is we we started integrating more probability into it. So inside of the metric itself, there's actually more disagreement. Um that that sounds stupid, but it's just because I'm using I'm using more input than I have in the past before I make my final calculations on what I think projected points are going to be, and that has sorely kind of thrown the metric for a loop. So, um, oh, is, it, is this loading now? Do I have the actual numbers from last week? Okay, here we go. Matt Ryan got you 28 and a half points with a salary of 6,600. Okay, that's uh, not quite 5x, but that's 4x. Kamara was 38 points at 7,800, so that's 5x. So there you go. Kamara and Ryan came through for you. Taylor was 5,700. He scored 22 points. That's 4x. Devontae Adams, 6.6. Yeah, well, Leo Jones, 4.4. Yeah, Paris Campbell, 0.7. <laughs> you know, Chris he's, Hurston, 1.5. Paris Campbell is out indefinitely. Oh, that's so. Uh, yeah, he's on the IR, according to DraftKings. DraftKings yeah, says he's now bad. on the IR. Bad. Yep, you happened yesterday. Okay. And then Chargers D came in at three points. I mean, they didn't give you a negative, so I can live with that. I also talked about Deontay Johnson last week, and he had 23.2 points in DraftKings. So we did really well at quarterback and running back, but we did so poorly at wide no, receiver you... and tight end that it, we couldn't we couldn't pull it off. Yeah, you just so. you can't factor in injuries. That's the that's yeah. the problem. Well, Julio's just Julio. Well, other than Julio, I don't know what's This is what's going to happen. Julio's going to have this bad game. If Julio has another bad game this week, where are they? They're at home against the Bears. If Julio doesn't produce again this week, we'll start to hear the whispers about his feet. Oh, he's nursing a foot injury. Oh, it's a Liz yep. Frank. Oh, yep. he, he <clears throat> stepped on a nail. Something will start to come up. Every time he has – he never has – if he has two bad games in a row, then we start hearing about injuries. So, right, this week we're going to bounce back. Calvin Ridley. What's that? So it's draft or pick up Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he's big on the metrics this week. Hold on a second. I'm gonna fly ahead. Calvin Ridley. He's wide receiver number 21 in the value. Wide receiver 21. I mean, that's not really usable, but that's higher than he's been. All right, so we're gonna bounce back this week. This week, the metric has one consensus guy that no matter who you talk to, no matter what your projections look at, no matter what you want to do, even if you're taking in, because I do take in America's favorite game results into account of this, it wants you to use Kyler Murray. Do not ask me why. Not why we're using Kyler Murray, but don't ask me why Kyler Murray is only $6,800 on DraftKings. No offense to Josh Allen. He's had a tremendous start to the year, but Josh Allen is more expensive than Kyler Murray this week. That's crazy. <clears throat> that is crazy talk. I I'm telling you, it's I've got him pegged for 23 points. That's going to put him close to the 4X line. That's, I'm I'm going to use Kyler Murray in a ton of lineups this week. I'm not even going to mention another name. I'm going to throw it straight to Craig. Craig, who else do you like this week? Uh, so if I wasn't going to use Kyler Murray, I do kind of like Cam Newton against Vegas. Um, yeah, Vegas. I was going to say LA. Vegas <laughs> against the yeah, Raiders. Take a while to get used to. <laughs> it does. I know he's actually a hundred dollars cheaper. I think he's sixty, yeah, he's sixty-seven hundred. So you know he's he's still rushing a lot. You might as well use him before he breaks himself. Yep, I've and, got to pay for twenty-one points. And just based off his performance with the Chiefs, you know Herbert, he's fifty-nine hundred. He's playing Carolina. Carolina is a broken team. They are beatable, and he he may get his first win next week. I've got Herbert a little bit lower. I've got Herbert at 17 points, and that's what's killing him in the value meter. There's just a lot of guys that I'm, I just I can't I can't stop. I mean, if I if I want to go more expensive than Kyler Murray, I'm looking at Russell Wilson because, like I said, that game's gonna be a shootout. Mm -hmm. And if I need to go cheaper, I'm looking at Jared Goff. But I am gonna just work to get Kyler Murray into my lineups this week. Everybody I've talked to this week says Kyler Murray is the place to start building your lineup this week. So that's what I'm gonna do. So. Running backs. 
there is no consensus. The metric is arguing with itself. <laughs> On one hand, it likes Miles Sanders. It thinks Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders' ceiling is around 22-23, according to the metric. So based off of that, he's value because he's only 6,400. But at the same time, and we're looking at Antonio Gibson, I'm looking at his floor at around 12 to 13 points, which isn't 3x, but that's pretty good compared to what everybody else is providing. So I'm, I'm, what I'm probably going to do is go for a little bit of a balanced approach. I'm going to try to use... Um, well, the Saints are the night game, aren't they? Yes. Okay, so the Saints aren't going to be in the, the 1 p.m. lineup. So I'll probably try to use Miles Sanders in a few places. Um, but I, if I want to spend – if I'm going to spend 6400 on Sanders, I actually think I'd rather spend 6000 on Kenyon Drake because I've got him pegged for about 16 points, but I think he's got a ceiling of close to 20. He hasn't been great yet. Let me be honest there. Kenyon Drake, while I'm talking about the Cardinals, I think he's averaged 12 or 13 points. But I think he could run on the Lions, and if he catches a couple passes out of the backfield with Kyler Murray, and you've already got Kyler Murray on board. So I'm looking at probably using Antonio Gibson and Kenyon Drake in a lot of spots. What do you like this week? I do like those. If you're gonna, if you want to pay up at uh, running back, because some people just want to go chalk at running back. Yeah. I I think Zeke is a good choice against Seattle, though he's 8,300. Yeah. So. You are going to have to save money in other places. Uh, That's it. A sneaky cheap uh, pick that I I think is uh, what could work pretty well is McKinnon playing the Giants because he's only forty nine hundred yeah. and they the Forty Niners have no other running backs. They're all broken. Where's McKinnon on my list? I know I rated him. I okay. So McKinnon is again another one of those plays where I've got him at ceiling at fifteen. 15 points is, is what I've got a projected ceiling. And 10-second timeout, guys. Remember, when we say projected, we're averaging. There's three numbers you really kind of need to know. There's the, the floor, the ceiling, and the projection. The projection is kind of the number in the middle. Mm -hmm. The floor is what do I think is the lowest number of points this guy is going to score. So if I say he's got a floor of seven points... That means I think there's no chance any there's no chance he scores less than seven points. If I say his ceiling is 20, that means I think he's going to score his best possible game is 20 points. So in between is the projection number, and it's an average. It's an average of kind of based on a number of factors. So like take for example, McKinnon's a great example of this. McKinnon's floor is about seven points. McKinnon's ceiling is probably about. Well, what do they say about 15 16 points i've got him pegged for about 10 at 10 points he's not value at 15 points he is so again the matchup comes into play and that's what craig is saying mckinnon could go really well against the giants particularly if they're going to be focusing on the run because of garoppolo's injury he could be a sneaky play so i agree with you there it I could, agree with you there. It could work as long as, you know, he doesn't break himself on the second play. <laughs> right. I mean, like Zeke, you just mentioned Zeke. Zeke's 8,300, and that's the problem. I've got Zeke pegged for about 20 points. If I had to put a floor on it, his well, Zeke has had stinkers. Zeke has had games where he scored five points. Yes. It happens like once a year. I don't think this is going to be that game. So I'll put his floor at 10, and I'll put his ceiling at 30. So, yeah, he could be he could be a big play, but I, I don't know. I'm not going to predict that he is. I think he's going to be about 20 points, maybe 19. I have him just under, just under 19, just under 20 points. All right, so there you go. You had a couple of different opinions. If you want, if you want a more daring play, Jonathan Taylor's up to 7,000. Oh my God! Remember last week when he was only 5,700? Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's those more expensive than Chubb. Wow. Chubb. I'm hearing. I'm hearing a lot of negativity about Chubb this week. Don't ask me why, but they say I, I, they're saying that Washington is going to corral Chubb. I haven't looked at those numbers because I don't care enough about Nick Chubb to care if he's, um, you know, the, if I yeah. put the numbers in the metric, the metric says it's a low value play. I move on. Speaking of moving on, let's talk about wide receivers where we got screwed last week. <laughs> and again, the metric is still in a disagreement with itself about this. So, um, so the metric really likes the ceiling potential for Michael Pittman in Indy. It's about 13 to 15 points at 15 points. So even let's say, say he gets a 16, he gets a 16 points. That's Forex value. Can Michael Pittman get to 16 points this week playing at home against the jets? 
Maybe. I don't think they're going to throw that much. I don't think it's the over under in that game is 44. I think the Colts build a lead and they rely on Jonathan Taylor. So I'm not going to put Pittman super high. He's an option. He's a value option, but I'm not big on him. Uh, Allen Robinson. I've got him pegged for about 17 points, but he's 6,200. So you'd have to spend up a little bit for him. The next name the metric gave me, I just wanted to flip my table over. It's Mike Williams. <laughs> Let's have this conversation again. You've, you've heard in politics, people called never Trumpers guys who just whatever you do donald trump could invent a cure for cancer and people still wouldn't vote for him they're never trumpers i'm a never mike williamser i will <laughs> never use mike williams in my dfs lineups ever again i pushed him like three times last year never again i am a never williams no mike williams so i mean otherwise i this so the 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 the, the, the overall message i'm putting out in wide receiver this week is don't look for value at wide out because you've either got to decide you're going to use Michael Pittman and Darius Slayton and see what happens and Mike Williams, or you've got to go with the more tried and true guys and be prepared to pay up. you got to pay the 7900 for DeAndre Hopkins because, you know, he's going to – again, here we are talking about the Cardinal stack. Here it is. It's starting to evolve, but you're going to have to pay down somewhere else. I don't know where that's going to be. So wide receiver, who do you like this week? Uh, this week I'm basing my choices off our uh, America's favorite game. So yeah. if you had to pick two receivers from uh, the Dallas, <clears throat> excuse me, the Dallas Seattle game, I would probably go with Lockett and Metcalf. I think I would actually use, I would consider stacking the Seahawks. So you like the Seahawks stack? I'm talking about a Cardinal yep. stack. So this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this really quick live on the air. If because use... Metcalf is 65 and Lockett is 64, you know, if that game is over, you know, 55, 56 points, mm-hmm. and, you know, they're uh, I think they're gonna be a big part of it. I think you're right. I'm just seeing right now if I lock in Hopkins, Murray, and I said Drake, right? I wanted to use yeah. Drake. Mm-hmm. I start working on this stack, how bad off am I at other places? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's something. That's something. It's doable. It's not pretty, but it's doable. Oh, no. Chris Herndon just entered the equation. All right, now it's not doable anymore. <laughs> abort, abort, abort. Okay. Yeah, so, the, I, so I think the message this week that we're both saying is, you know, I think what you want to do this week is if you're gonna if there's wide receivers you want to use you're gonna try and stack them with their quarterback particularly with those those four games, but listen, I'm just gonna read off the numbers starting with ready this Dolphins at Jaguars is a 48 over under, 48, so I'm just gonna read off the over unders. There's no really good or bad matchups. I mean guys over 50 are what you want to do, but 48, 47 and a half, 48, 45, 41, 49, 45. All of these games, Vegas is saying you're going to see teams score. The average team is going to score 20 to 25 points this week, and the superior teams may break 30. There's a lot of variance out there. So don't look for value at wide receiver unless you know something I don't, in which case, good luck. Congratulations. (laughs) At tight end, the metric has a little bit more clarity. It is looking at Logan Thomas. It's not a consensus pick. But it looks at Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas is $3,700. He lit up Philadelphia. Lit them up. So that's the other thing we talked about, too. There's three teams, the Eagles, the Jaguars, and the Chiefs. They're giving up big-time numbers to tight ends. That means you want to look at Mike Jacecki because the the Dolphins are playing. That's a Thursday night game. You want to look at uh, Drew Sample because that's who the Eagles are defending. And you want to look at Mark Andrews. The problem is... Mark Andrews is going to cost you six thousand. That's a lot for Drew a tight Sample, end. <laughs> Drew Sample is going to cost you thirty five hundred, but he has a very low floor and a very high ceiling. I've got his floor at three, and I've got a ceiling at fifteen. Wow, that's a huge. That's leap. too huge a range for it to be reliable, right? I mean, so I'm going to have some shares of him, but I'm not going to have a ton. Who else did I say? Sample. Oh, Jaseki. Where's Jaseki on my list? Jaseki's forty nine hundred. He's another pricier. one, but it, it's a little pricier. So you've got you've got the you got the expensive one in Mark Andrews. Where is he? He's just off my screen again. I just had it in front of me. 
Mark Andrews at 6,000, or you've got Jacecki at 4,900, or you've got Sample at 3,500. And if you want to go somewhere between those two last two numbers, Logan Thomas is 3,700. There's a lot of choices. Tight end is where I'm going to try to save money. And those four names I used, Thomas, um, Jacecki, Sample, and Andrews are going to be 90% of the tight ends I use this week in DFS. What about you? Yeah, I was my first choice. Um, you know, I guess I'm a little biased, but it's going to be Drew Sample, Sample because, like Britt said, Philadelphia has a very hard time against tight ends, apparently, or at least yep. this season. And as soon as C.J. Uzuma left the game last week during the Bengal game, Joe Burrow just started throwing to Sample like he was there the entire time. So, so I need you to do me a favor. If we're going to talk about Drew Sample. Yeah. I need to make sure you need to pronounce the O at the end of his name, Sample. Sample. Right. Don't say Sample. Because I'll tell you why. Why? There's an old Mystery Science Theater episode in which they do this Finnish film, and there's a legendary, like, sorcerer stone type <laughs> substance. It's called the Sam Poe. Oh. And so okay. I have stuck in my head, and they talk about it all the time. You must give me the Sam Poe. I will not make you a Sam Poe. You give me the Sam Poe, or you'll never see your daughter. I will not give you the Sam Poe. You must give me my daughter. Then you must give me a Sam Poe. They use the word all the time. So the other day. Sample. Sam Pohl catches that touchdown pass. But it was it was a touchdown pass he caught. He caught something big the other day after Uzoma got hurt. No, it was, I think it was a, either that or it was a big gain. It was a big gain, I think. It was a big gain. The, I don't think it was line. a touchdown. Uzoma got yeah. the touchdown. So, But the, the, the broadcaster, in his effort to get it out, said sample really fast. And, and, and I actually looked up <laughs> because I heard the word Sam Pohl. So if we're going to talk about Sam Pohl, it's important to pronounce the Pohl. <laughs> Fair enough. Otherwise, I'm going to get confused and start going <laughs> way off track. And if he's as good as we think he's going to be, we're going to talk a lot about Drew Sample. So I want to make sure I get that right. I like I like Drew. There's tight end is where you can find value this week. My advice to folks this week is find value at tight end. Pick a quarterback if you like. If you know what, you might want to even go backwards on this. If there's a wide receiver you think is going to perform well and you think his quarterback is worth it. Do the pairing. Go save money at tight end, pair a decent quarterback with a decent wideout, and fill in the rest with guys who are reliable. Reliability is going to be the key in cash games this week. And again, for the millionth time, this is cash game lineups. Cash. Tournaments, forget it. Use Byron Pringle and <laughs> Tournaments, just put names on a dartboard and just, you know, go with it. You know, Byron Pringle won me money. That... <laughs> And I, I and I always say it. We always have one or two lineups a year that I look back and I go, man, that's a decent tourney lineup. That was week one. My week one lineup was 197 points. My that's best a lot lineup of points. was 197 points. That's that's tournament level points. So I'm I'm already done with like tournaments because I've I've already done as much as I'm going to be able to do. <laughs> so I'm cash gaming it out, and this week has got to be a big week for us. So, all right, defenses. So the first two weeks, the metric said. Use the cheapest defense because what have you got to lose? Well, this week it says use the Jets defense because what have you got to lose? I'm not going to take his advice on. And he's this is one of the things he's consensus on. There's two defenses he really likes, the Jets and the Texans. Both are – Jets are 2,000, Texans are 2,100. Here's what I'm going to tell folks. All of these defenses I'm looking at this week, I have every defense in the league between five and nine points. Every one of them between five and nine points. My projections were so close. I was like, what in the holy hell is going on? So here's what I'm telling folks. Do everything. Do defense last. And if you can afford the Giants at 2700 go ahead and use the Giants at 2700 You got $3,000 left? Go ahead and use the Bears or Washington. Go based on whatever you have left. So there it is. My lineup build for this week cheap tight end i'm trying to pair a quarterback with a wide receiver if i can get my way it's kyler murray with deandre hopkins i'm trying to use two reliable mid-grade running backs and then i'm filling in whatever's left over that's what i'm doing this week yeah yeah pretty much you can't you really can't go crazy with with defenses you know you have to use them in the lineup but i would not you know i'm not going to spend four thousand on the steelers defense no that's just too much no i'm not 
Can we talk for a moment too? Now that we're we're through the metric and we have two minutes before we get to final thoughts, yeah. can we talk about how evil or how much the guy who makes the schedule for the NFL must hate Bill O'Brien? <laughs> His first three games are Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers. Yep. Really? I guess he he does not like or they do not like Bill O'Brien's uh, GM tactics, I suppose. And two of them are on the road. They played at Kansas City, and they're going to play at Pittsburgh this week. Really? Yeah. The lease is the least the least. I feel like, and I think the guru said it this morning on Sirius XM too. He said that there, there's going to come a time where Houston's going to get finally get rid of Bill O'Brien. They're going to finally figure out Bill O'Brien doesn't know what he's doing. I, I'm like, I've been saying that for over a year now. Thank you. How long you. has he been the GM officially? Two years or one year? I think tech. Well, technically, I think this year. I think after the last see after the playoff loss to the Chiefs, they boosted him to like director of player personnel. But he was making the trades before that. He was like, he was like assistant GM or something like that. But full control was this yeah. year, right before he traded away, you know, for David Johnson. You know, I you know, it's, not it's, not everyone's Bill Parcells. So so here you go. Toss up question before we go to final thoughts. Yeah. First one fired, Adam Gase or Bill O'Brien? Uh. I'm gonna say Gase only because they would have to replace more within Houston if they if they fire Bill O'Brien. You know, I so, so let me ask this: What coach? There's got a ton of coaches on the hot seat already. Gase's seat is probably the hottest of anybody's. It, does Adam Gase survive? Is, is Adam Gase the first coach fired this season? Do we have any midseason firings? Is it him? <clears throat> At the current way the Jets are going. Because even you know, I said this in the in the off season preseason, well, the pseudo preseason. You know, if you look at the Jets on paper, they have a mm-hmm. ton of talent on their team. That was a lot of tease, but yeah, it's just, they're just not. I mean, you know, I know people are injured. You know, people are injured everywhere, but they're just. I don't know. They're just not clicking. And Adam Gase was supposed to be this quarterback whisperer, and yep. you look at like Darnold has flashes of like greatness of how he was in college, and now I don't know. It's just, it's not working. Coaches on the hot seat for me. I've got Anthony Lynn in LA, the Chargers. I think if they don't have a winning season this year, even if they have to deal with Herbert, I think they're going to make a change to try and develop Herbert into something and not let Anthony Lynn sink the ship. Adam Gase, like you just said, his seat is very hot. I think Doug Peterson in Philly. You think so? His seat's warming up too. That team just, that team can't stay healthy and that team just seems to be getting worse and worse since they won a Super Bowl. So... Those are the guys about, I, I would. I would. What about uh, the Lions? Oh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I think his seat's very warm too. <laughs> the Lions so. last before Matt Patricia, their coach went what nine and seven, and he got fired. Yep. And Matt hasn't won a lot of games since he's been I don't there. Think he won nine games total in his three years there. I don't think he has yet. So, anyway, all right. Final thoughts, Craig. What do you got for me to close out the week? Final thoughts. I know after last week, it's it's been it's been, it's going to be a rough fantasy season. Uh, and like yeah. Britt mentioned really quick before, you know, I had this idea. You know what? Let's just start a season week three. We'll just say it was first... ironic because he had this like two days before. He told us this two days before the injuries <laughs> happened. I did. I did, and that actually made the draft sort of difficult. Yes, uh, like half of the people are on auto draft, but st- even still, it was it was kind of di- hard to do. Having having two weeks worth of data changed a lot. Yeah. Changed a lot, and so you know, I mean, that that it, I, I almost kind of want to do one after week eight. Sure, why and, not? <laughs> and do a half half year thing and see see how much different that would be than uh, than than a, a full season. But yeah. Yeah, it's it. I'm gonna say this: stay the course, guys. Bad weeks in DFS are gonna happen. If I look back at the worst weeks the metric has ever had, it's always a week where there's significant injuries. That's always true. a week with significant injuries. I lost two wide receivers this week, one of which was a stud, and one of which was a value pick to injuries, and then the third guy just completely underperformed. Those are gonna happen. If you stay the course, you stick to your budgets. Don't go nuts. You lost 20 or 30 bucks last week. Don't think you need to bet 50 and make it all back. We can get it back over time. Over time. Stick to your budget. I don't. I budget myself. I don't spend more than $20 a week. 
personally. I use a lot of $5 and $10 double-ups. I don't spend more than $20 a week. I will not go out there and blow a ton of money. And I can't say I never do it. I sometimes go over budget. Sometimes, you but, know, admittedly, sometimes you, you, you look at a lineup you made and you're just so in awe by it. Like you do, you know, drop a little extra mm-hmm. on it at times. Yep. I used happens. to have a friend who said the key to playing blackjack was to double your bet every time you lost and return mm. to baseline every time you won. And I walked in to a table one time and I sat down and lost eight straight hands. And I no longer had the financial capability to double my bet after like hand five. So think about it. It's like 10, 20, 40, 80. The next bet's $160 after you've just lost four straight. You know, I mean, if you don't walk in there with $500, you're going to blow at a blackjack table. That method you can be done in five minutes. Same thing with fantasy. Don't think you have to make it all back in one week. Stick to your plan. Stick to your budget. Do your research, like listening to us, and uh, you'll, you'll get there. You'll get back there. Which reminds me, if you're listening to us, thank you for listening. I said hi to Deb before in the voice. I'll say hi to Deb now in the not so voice. Um, please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Stitcher FM, play, uh, Stitcher, Player FM, uh, iHeart, Apple, anywhere you listen to us. And leave us a review and, and send us a shout-out. You can reach us at FignutsDFS at gmail.com by email. We are on uh, Twitter at FignutsDFS. We are also uh, on Facebook, the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. But reach out. We love to hear from folks, and we, we love to get feedback, even if it's not positive feedback. But, you know, the worst thing you can do is leave me a one-star rating and the word you. I, I just don't know <laughs> what I did to, to bother you or what I, what I can do to improve. So, you know, words, words, words are important. Use your words. So, um, until then... We will be back next week. Hopefully next week we'll be come back and we'll be, we'll be counting fat stacks of cash. But uh, we'll be back next week for some week four. Let's hope for less injuries in week three. So, all right. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fingers Podcast. Have a great week, everybody.